0: I want you to grab your bibles tonight i'd like you to go to the book of ephesians and i'm going to make my way there in just a moment I promise ephesians 1. cody worship team i want to thank you so much for beautifully leading us hallelujah well i want to say uh, happy thanksgiving again have you said to anyone in the room happy thanksgiving yet because we're just going to let the We're just going to let the party keep going, right? The Cars wrote a song in the late 70s called Let the Good Times Roll. And if you don't know that song, it's okay. It's not in the scriptures. You don't have to look it up. Just let the good times roll. Just tell somebody, let the good times roll. (laughs) So we want to keep it going on and on. Tonight is a special night. It's the night of, of communion, and we're going to be receiving of the table of the Lord in just a few minutes, but I want to look to the scriptures tonight and really exalt and magnify the Lord. <clears throat> we've, uh, we've had a beautiful Thanksgiving. I know so many of you have had a beautiful Thanksgiving, and we have everything in the world to be thankful for. Amen. Amen. We have eternity to be thankful for. Amen. Can I get a witness? We have eternity to be thankful for. The Lord has written, He has dreamed and written an everlasting love story over our destiny and over our lives, but also our eternity. Think of that. I mean, just let your mind and your heart feast on that. The Lord has already written an everlasting, eternal, never-ending love story over our lives that's incredible. That's incredible. I um, <clears throat> I had a fresh encounter with Jesus on Thanksgiving morning. <laughs> it would be hard to, to try to grab words and fill in those blanks. And um, Bryn was still getting prepared in the house, and Victoria was still getting prepared. And um, Josiah was yet to come over to our home and some of our other family, my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, and, and then uh, some of our victory families were coming later into the night. But that morning, I was with the Lord, and I was actually enjoying a beautiful, phenomenal worship set um, from Upper Room, which is a just a phenomenal ministry church. In Dallas, Texas, and I'm sure many of you are familiar. I, of course, I know in this house that you are with Upper Room, and uh, then they <clears throat> they moved into communion. I was completely just undone. I was just over, overwhelmed by the presence of Jesus. It was not. Um, I want to be clear about this. It was not just an emotional experience, though. I wept. How I many of you know emotions come and go? Emotions, you know, the tide rolls in the tide because I'm talking about being with Jesus. I'm talking about being with the beauty of Jesus where I had I had the that keen awareness that the Lord was in the room with me. And I was loved. I was loved. And I was blessed and I was protected. And yes, I wept, but I'm talking far more than an emotional experience. And I'm praying tonight that that as you come to the altar of the Lord, and as I just wash you with the word, and I take the word and just let it roll over you, let the water of the word just roll over you and begin to wash you tonight, that you feel the tangible presence of the Lord enveloping you, loving you, filling you tonight. Amen? You know, there is, uh, there is so much right now in our lives that is barraging us. We're aware of it. It's... It's domestic entanglements. It's it's foreign entanglements. It's um, wars and rumors of wars. It's it's insane tyranny, right? Cultural forces that are cultural forces that are seeking to undermine truth. Cultural forces that are seeking to undermine the very pillars that are holding this nation together. Are you with me tonight? Are you listening tonight? There are many that are trying to strike down the very pillars of our own civilization. We are facing a time of real evil. Stay with me tonight. We're facing a time of real, real evil. But here's my admonition to you. Don't get stuck in the thickness of that madness. Don't get stuck in the thickness of all of that social decay and all of that social rot. Do not get stuck there. What transcends above all of that that I just took the time to say is the glory and the wonder of Jesus that he's high and lifted up and enthroned over it all. He's the shepherd of the nations. He's the ruler of the nations. He's the judge of the nations. What transcends all of that is that God so loved the world that He gave His one and only begotten Son that whosoever would believe in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into this world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Saved. The revelation of God sending the God-man where the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, where John would write, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And John writes down, jumped down 13 more verses, to the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. God became human. God became human. God became touchable. He became tangible. When we come to the table of the Lord, what we are doing is we are touching the tangibility of Jesus becoming flesh. And giving his body and not withholding any of his body or his blood. He gave it all. And lest we forget, this is so important. And I remind us as a family of this all the time. No one had the power to take Jesus' life from him. He is the one who actually heard this command from his father. He said, you have the power to lay your life down. You have the power to take your life back up again. This command have I given you. So no one could take Jesus' life from him. Jesus' life was freely laid down willingly. That is powerful. Now, what is awesome is that Jesus was, he was always the lamb slain from the foundations of the world. That's Revelation chapter 13, verse 8, if you're taking notes tonight. Jesus, see... Jesus didn't just become the lamb when John the Baptist turned from the Jordan River and pointed to him, and he, and he said, Behold the Lamb of God, remember who what? Come on, talk to me. Who, t- who takes away the sins of the world. He, Jesus didn't become identified as the lamb when John made the pronouncement. He was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. You see, no, nothing takes God by surprise. Nothing takes God by surprise. Even when Lucifer, who was created, he was a created being, he was cast out of heaven so fast. Jesus said, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. That's a pretty fast war. And there was war in heaven. That's pretty fast. Done. There was iniquity found in Lucifer He was cast out. Now listen, Lucifer, who became Satan, did not know, let's say it like this, God God was holding his card so close to his chest, right? Can you handle that analogy? (laughs) Are you all okay? God doesn't play cards, pastor. I'm going to write you an email. Oh, my gosh. Just relax. God... How many, how many planners do we have in the house? Do we have any planners? Let me see your hands. Don't be afraid. There you are, planners. You know, God is a, the ultimate planner. Aren't you glad? He's not white-knuckling the throne right now. Oh, my God, what are we going to do about Bill Gates? There's a guy in the earth named Bill Gates. What are we going to do? Oh, my gosh. He's not white-knuckling the throne right now. His plan... And what he set forth has already been fully established, and he is now walking it through time to perfection. And it's going to be complete. God finishes what he starts. So God planned it, and the enemy, the, the enemy didn't know. He had no clue what God was about to do and unleash and unleash by sending his only begotten son who would crush his head. Victory, victory. That through his cross, through his blood, through his sacrifice, he would redeem us. He would ransom us. In these next few moments, I want to move through these scriptures, and I know I've taken a while here just setting some things up, but I want to talk to you about the redemption that was given for us, and it was brought through the highest cost, through the highest cost. I want you to set this, this word. I know you're in Ephesians 1, but I want you to set this word in your notes. If you're taking notes tonight, and if you're not taking notes, go ahead and write this down too. This is Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18. He says, Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Now, that's powerful. And what I love about how Isaiah framed this word up is it's so fatherly. Come now. Let us reason. Let us reason together. In other words, let us, let us sit down, and I want to give you understanding of what I have to do. Come now. Sit down with me. I need you to understand what I see. Your sin is red as scarlet. But I have already made a plan, and I want to wash you whiter than snow. That sounds like a father. Father. That sounds like a father. The the thing that's between you and me, the barrier that's between you and me, son, the barrier that's been between you and me, daughter, I want to completely remove and eliminate from between us. And I'm taking the initiative. I'm going to do something about it. And though your sins are like scarlet, I'm going to wash you whiter than snow. Now, it took a whole lot to get us washed. My washing came at the highest price. Your washing came at the highest price. If you're trying to wash yourself with religion, you're wasting your time. If you keep trying to clean yourself, those of you listening online, wherever you at, I have no, I have n- no way of knowing where you are or where you're at right now. But listen, if you're trying to clean yourself up with religion, it's not going to work. You're never gonna be good enough. The question will not be, you know, with St. Peter at the pearly gates. Well, tell me the good things that that. The good things that you did, that's not what's going to happen. You enter in only through the blood of the Lamb. Come on, church. You enter in alone by grace through faith. You have been saved and not of yourselves. But it's a gift of God. It's by faith. And it's by grace we have been saved. Ephesians 1, verse 3, blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Well, that'll set you up pretty good for a good thanksgiving. Hello? Uh, Wow, I got one amen. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Oh, there you are. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy. And without blame, before him in love. Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure. That means to the intention of his will. To the praise of the glory of his grace. By which he made us accepted in the beloved. It's amazing that because of Christ, we have been accepted by God. Because of Christ. Not because of anything that you and I have done. We have now been accepted to God. In him, we have redemption. Say that word with me tonight, redemption. Say it again. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. According to the riches of his grace, which he has made to abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time he might gather together. In one, all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on the earth, in him. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Verse 12, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of of his glory, and in him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and whom also having believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise verse 14, who is a guarantee? who is the Holy Spirit? who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption Of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Can we say amen to that tonight? We can swim in that until the sun comes up tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow there'll be sun. Okay, back to the scriptures. It's okay. Brian's gonna be all right tonight. Verse 7 In him we have redemption. We have redemption through His blood. Colossians chapter 1. Put it in your notes tonight. Colossians 1, verse 13 and 14. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us. That means carried. That means taken. It means seized, apprehended, and literally lifted out of the kingdom of darkness and transformed. You somewhere conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. In whom we have, there is, say the word, redemption. Say it again redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We have redemption. How did we get this redemption? it came at the highest cost. It came at the highest price for our redemption. Redemption means this. When I say the word redemption, redemption is a covenantal legal term. This is important to where we're going tonight. Redemption is a covenantal legal term. This is important. Redemption means the act of redeeming Or it's the act of atoning for a fault or a mistake. Now, I know this doesn't apply to any of you tonight. You are the anomaly tonight. No, it means to redeem and take responsibility for all faults and mistakes. It's the state of being redeemed. Redemption means to actually receive deliverance. That is powerful. Redemption means to receive deliverance. It means to receive being rescued. Redemption means that you and I were ransomed. In theology, it means deliverance completely from sin. It means complete salvation. Redemption means complete salvation. Redemption means complete salvation. You remember Jesus or God is the planner, right? He he mapped this out all in his son. It was a total package deal. He was going to bring deliverance and healing to your soul. He was going to give you a new nature. He was going to cleanse your very blood. What was set wrong through all the path of generations and generational malfunction and generational malfunction and generational malfunction, he would take care of through his own blood. He ransomed us. He redeemed us. It means to make an atonement for guilt. Those are powerful words. Redemption means to make an atonement from guilt. It means to repurchase, to repurchase. Our redemption cost the Father everything. Want to say that again? Our redemption cost the Father everything. Our redemption cost Jesus everything. Our redemption came at the highest cost. When you hold tonight, the cup of the Lord, when you you take hold of the bread of the Lord in just moments from now, I want you to think that your redemption came at the highest cost. It came at the highest price. It cost Jesus everything. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why you do not abuse the grace of God. You do not abuse the grace of God when it costs the Father everything. The consummation of all the Father had to give is found in the Son. And if you want anything outside of Him, you're not going to get anything from God. All that God has to give to you is found in the consummation of Jesus. if you're looking for anything outside of Him, you're not going to get it. That is why you do not abuse the grace of God. Hebrews chapter 10. Look at it tonight. Hebrews 10 verse 29. Of how much worse punishment do you suppose will be, excuse me, will he be thought worthy who trampled the Son of God underfoot? counted the blood of the covenant by which he sanctified was sanctified a common thing and insulted the spirit of grace. Wow. And I'm not going to talk until the cows come home tonight, but I'm going to tell you, we're living in a land and we're living in a time, we're living in a generation where the grace of God is being trampled on everywhere. You don't in- endanger yourself by offending the spirit of grace. You have to honor, you have to aim to honor the grace of God that has been given to us. Can I get an amen tonight? Jesus is forever the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. You know, Jesus never guessed at his assignment. Aren't you glad that Jesus... Uh, didn't get insecure? Aren't you glad that Jesus never really started questioning his identity? Okay, okay. Can you hear me out there? Aren't you glad that Jesus didn't start questioning his identity? Aren't you glad that he didn't get insecure and thought, man, I... I don't know, man. I, I thought when I first started that I really was the Son of God. So I'm going to go down to the church and get some encouragement from the Sadducees and the Pharisees because they know God. And I'm going to go down there and get some rich inspiration and some encouragement over my identity, over my destiny. Oh, oh, aren't you glad that Jesus knew his purpose? He knew his identity. He never questioned it once because when he came, who was he? He was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. He was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. He knew where he was going. He knew his destiny required the death penalty. He knew his destiny required his own body he knew his destiny required his own blood and he did it for love isn't he awesome isn't he awesome that's why we sing to him the way that we sing to him you know I didn't, really didn't like worship tonight that's okay we weren't singing to you That went over pretty well. (laughs) We're not singing about you. We're singing about the one who gave it all. We're singing about the Lord, the King of glory, the King of glory who gave his body, who gave his blood. He allowed them to tie him up to that whipping post and beat him within, within an inch of life. He allowed them to put those nails in his hands and his feet. He allowed them to spit on him. He allowed them to pull out his beard. He allowed them to put a crown of thorns on his head. He allowed them to mock him. He allowed them to refuse him. My God. Isaiah chapter 53, very familiar passage. The messianic prophecy, the messianic word from the prophet Isaiah. Surely he took our infirmities or our sickness and carried our sorrows or our diseases. Yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And the punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds we were healed. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. These are strong words. Dynamic words. Look at those words. The words smitten, afflicted, pierced, crushed, punished. Those are are powerful words. It brought blows to Jesus. It was an intensity of Jesus. The sacrifice of Jesus was the most hideous form of abuse. He was sinless, ladies and gentlemen. He was perfect in all of his ways. He was incorruptible. He was incorruptible in all of his ways. Yet he was smitten, beaten, tormented, punished. Why? For love. Why? Because he wanted to fix what went wrong in our relationship with our Father. He had to fix how scarlet red we were. And he always wanted to look at you and I and see us whiter than snow. He looked at you and said, I want to see you clean. I want to see you free from the torment of your soul. I want to see you free from the past engagements of the sins that you're embarrassed about. I want to see you clean. I want to see you redeemed and holy. I want to see you set apart. I want to see you washed. That's what he does. That's who he is. I'm talking about the king of glory tonight. Why did he do it for your freedom and my freedom? He did it for your victory. He did it for my victory. He also did it to secure you an inheritance. You might want to write that down tonight. Why did he go to the cross? He had to secure an inheritance for us, and it had to be paid for. Write this down tonight. Sin had to be punished and destroyed. Oh, wait, did he just say destroyed? Yeah, yeah, I did, I did. Sin had to be punished and destroyed. Now, get this tonight because this is the centrality of the gospel where we're going. Romans chapter 6. This is powerful. Romans 6. I'm going to begin to read in verse 5. We're going to read 5 through 8. Are you there? Is it behind me? Okay, thank you. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him. Notice that, knowing this, our old man was crucified with him. When were you crucified with Christ? You were crucified over 2,000 years ago on a hill in Jerusalem. You and I were crucified with the Lord. We were in the Lord, in him. We were crucified that the body of sin might be done away with and that we would no longer be slaves to sin. When I look at you, son and daughter, I want you to know you are no longer a slave. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Go back to verse 7. For if we have died, for excuse me, for he who has died, for he who has died, that's past tense, has been freed from sin. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't get free from sin when you die. In other words, Hear what I'm saying. Wow, I can't wait till I'm finally delivered through death so I can get rid of sin. No, sin has already been destroyed because you and I were crucified with Christ. What I'm saying requires a revelation to go inside of you by the Spirit of God to quicken it and make it alive inside of you. You have already died with Christ because you have been crucified. And when you were crucified in Him, you died. And now you have been made alive in God and you are free from the power and the dominion of sin. You are no longer a slave to sin. You are no longer a slave to sin. I'm going to try those of you online out tonight. You are no longer a slave to sin, but a slave to righteousness. Paul goes on in Galatians 2.20, for I have been crucified with Christ. Galatians 2.20, for I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. And not yet I, but Christ that lives in me in this life that I now live. In the flesh I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me, who loved me, who loved me and gave himself for me. We were crucified with Christ. Crucified with Christ. You have been crucified and you are dead to sin but now you are alive unto God. Say I am dead to sin, but I'm alive unto God. Say it, I'm dead to sin, but I'm alive unto God. See, if I can talk to you like this, I'm talking to the new man and the new creation that you already are. So let's be clear, the new man is the resurrected man. The new man is the resurrected man. Because if you were crucified with Christ and you were buried with him in baptism and you were lifted up and raised with him through resurrection and you ascended with him in heavenly places, this is all Bible, this is all Ephesians, this is all Colossians, this is all the epistles, and you were seated with him at the right hand in heavenly places, it's all been done. But it requires the Holy Spirit setting this on fire with inside of you so that the word can now become flesh within you. Oh, my. So our new identity is pretty key. Who are you? You're no longer a slave. Let's try this on for size. Who are you? You're... You're no longer a sinner. You now you are a son. Now you are a daughter. I'm just a sinner saved by grace, Pastor Brian. I tell you right now, I'm a sinner saved by grace. (laughs) Sinner saved by no, you're not. You was a sinner. How many were really good at sinning? Let's see your hands tonight. We have an honest crowd in the house. You were really good at sinning, you were a slave to sinning. But now you've been crucified, and now you died, and now you've become a new man through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let's look at the word Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 23 and 24. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, which was created according to God, in true righteousness and holiness. Wow. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That you put on the new man, which was created according to God, in righteousness and holiness. That's who the new man is. That's who you really are. That means God has made you clean. That means by the blood of Jesus, you are clean and redeemed and holy unto the Lord. The hands that used to curse God have now been cleansed. Who who can ascend into the holy hill of God? He who has and who has not lifted up his soul to any idol. The hands that once cursed God are now clean hands that can now be lifted with no shame and no condemnation. The heart that once cursed God, mocked God, is now clean and holy. How did it come? Only through the blood. Not through religion. Not through you doing all the right things. Ladies and gentlemen, on your best day, it is still the grace of God. I'm going to say that again, ladies and gentlemen, on your best day, it is still the grace of God. Second Corinthians chapter five. Verse 17. "Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. and old things have passed away, and behold, all things are becoming new. This is powerful. In theology, we call this sanctification. It's an ongoing process of becoming set apart and holy unto God. It's like this. It's like, it's like the Lord encapsulates you in grace, and he calls you holy. But in that bubble of grace, he is working in you a process, sanctifying you, purifying you your whole life until you're ultimately clean And you look exactly like the image of Jesus, perfection. Let me say it to you like this. The blood of Jesus covers you until the blood of Jesus delivers you. We remember tonight when we approach the table of the Lord that we are a new creation. We are a new man. You have been born again. You have been transformed and you are still being transformed into the image and the likeness of God. That's Romans 8:29. Again, I'm quoting scriptures. Your destiny is to be conformed into the image of God. My destiny is not to what whatever fill in the blank. And so often we think our destiny is so much stuff. My destiny is not to pastor a church of 5,000. That's not my destiny. My destiny is to be conformed to the likeness and the image of Jesus. That's my destiny. That's God's dream over my life. You see the difference? You let that become your obsession. Lord, transform me, conform me into the image of of Jesus. Mm. Now, when you approach the table tonight, and you rejoice that you have been made a new man, recognize it took Jesus' death, Jesus' affliction, Jesus' passion. It, it took Jesus' piercing. It it required Jesus' crushing. To creating you the new man. And again, we're living in a time where the barrage of the insanity of what's going on in the world. Foreign, domestic entanglements, wars, rumors of wars, disease, more disease coming. You know, deceivers, you know, deceiving and being deceived. All of this chaos. And we can get lost in all of that. But our Father never wanted us to get lost in that muck of madness. He wanted us to be lost in His Son. He wanted us to be lost in His grace. He wanted us to be lost in His presence. He wanted us to be aware of the nearness of our Jesus Who is right here right now. God is not busy tonight. He is not busy. He is not off making world somewhere. God is here with us right now. He's here. It's true. What I'm saying is true. And Jesus took all the crushing. He took all the crushing. All the penalty. All the punishment. And why did he do it? He took it so that he could give you and I his righteousness. 2 Corinthians 5 and 21. For God made him who knew no sin to become sin. Ha. That we might become the very righteousness of God. Jesus became sin on the cross. Jesus became my sin. Jesus became your sin. Think of that. This is is profound stuff. And again, the, the whirlwind of everything going on in our world gets us somehow disengaged from this living revelation. Jesus has done it, He paid it all. He made us a new man and a new woman in Christ. He did it by the crushing to give us righteousness. That means, what does righteousness mean? It means you sitting here right now, you have right standing with God. You are in right standing. Ladies and gentlemen, there's nothing greater than this. I can't give you any greater news than this tonight. There is no greater news in in all the universe if you're waiting for the other shoe to fall. i got to tell you tonight, you have right standing with God. When you cross the threshold of this veil and you stand before Jesus face to face, it's going to happen to every one of us. We're going to look at Jesus face to face, eye to eye. We will stand there clothed in his righteousness. And by his grace and by his blood, we will be given access into the eternal kingdom. By everything he did and gave. What an awesome God he is. That makes you say thank you. That makes you say Thank you. Thank you, God. Sitting there in that living room Thanksgiving morning, all I could say was, thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. What an awesome God he is. I want to give you the scripture tonight before we come to the table. Nate, Philip, if you'll bring the table and just bring it behind me tonight. Philippians 2. This is out of the Passion Translation. Cody, if you'll come. Verse 6 says, He existed in the form of God, and yet He gave no thought of seizing equality with God as His supreme prize. Instead, He emptied Himself of His outward glory by reducing Himself to the form of a lowly servant He became human. He humbled himself. He became vulnerable, choosing to be revealed as a man and was obedient. He was a perfect example even in his death, a criminal's death of crucifixion. Powerful words. A criminal's death of crucifixion. And because of that obedience, God exalted him And multiplied his greatness. He has now been given the greatest of all names. The authority of the name of Jesus. Whoa. The authority. We've been singing it all night. The name of Jesus. The name. The name of Jesus. The authority of the name of Jesus causes every knee to bow in reverence. Everything and everyone will one day submit to this name in the heavenly realm, the earthly realm, and even the demonic realm. And every tongue will proclaim, in every language, Jesus Christ is Lord Yahweh, bringing glory and honor to God, His Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the next moments before we come to this table, we must examine ourselves. Examine ourselves. What do you mean, Brian? Examine yourselves. Have you offended God today? Have you grieved the Holy Spirit today by your words? Has has anything in your life grieved the Holy Spirit in your thoughts or in your actions? Be sensitive to this tonight, guys. Have we grieved the Holy Spirit? Have we sinned against a brother? Have we we sinned against a sister? Have we we sinned against a neighbor? Have we allowed any room in our lives to pet sins from that which was? Examine yourself tonight and then apply the blood, the blood of Jesus to bring cleansing, redemption. Holy Spirit, examine us tonight. Holy Spirit, speak to us tonight. And Lord, let your blood flow. And let your cleansing flow. To anyone in this room tonight who does not know the Lord, or perhaps you once knew the Lord, you really knew Him, but you your heart grew cold and distant from the Lord something happened in your life some hurt happened in your life a broken relationship a divorce a death a betrayal an offense and your heart grew cold towards the Lord and you moved away from Him tonight the Holy Spirit is calling you back to the Lord. It's not a long way to get to the cross. It just requires one step of faith and obedience and repentance. A step of repentance to the cross. And if you'll take that step, the Lord will meet you. He will meet you, and He will cleanse you with His blood. He will redeem you. He will deliver you. He will heal you from the inside out. Tonight my friend, I implore you, whoever you are, if you don't know the Lord or you're away from the Lord, tonight is your night. Tonight is your night tonight is your night do not leave this place without turning your heart and soul over to the king of glory he loves you god loves you oh god loves you holy spirit just penetrate the heart tonight holy spirit penetrate the heart Holy Spirit, examine our heart tonight. Examine our heart. Let there be nothing that grieves you, Lord. Nothing that offends you. Hallelujah. That's it. Come to the Lord. That's it. Come to the Lord now. Now. Receive him. That's it. Receive him. Make him Lord of your life. Make him Lord of your life. Apply that blood. Apply the blood. Yes, Lord. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. Be saved. Lord, wash sin tonight. Cleanse sin tonight. Bring freedom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to transition. We're going to come to the altar of the Lord. Ryan, if you could help me with this. I'd like us all to stand tonight. We're going to receive begin to come just all throughout the building tonight come and receive tonight and we're going to receive corporately together of the cup and of the bread just make room for everyone in the altar tonight let's stay together as a family thank you Lord
1: it's only
0: Move in. On the clouds. Come on. sound, and
1: every knee will bow.
0: Everybody been served?
1: Yeah.
0: The name
1: above all okay. Good.
0: Hallelujah. Let's prepare the cup. Let's hold the bread together tonight. Let's hold it up before the Lord. Let's thank him for his body. Just in your own words, begin to thank him for his body tonight. His body that was broken. And on the same night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this bread is my body broken for you. and let's receive together and thank him for his body. that cup to the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And on that same night, he took the cup and he said, this is the cup of my blood of the new covenant for the forgiveness of your sin. Lord, tonight we lift this cup and we say, Lord, it is our honor, it is our praise to lift this cup in the earth to say again, thank you. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for your body. Thank you for your cross. Thank you for coming. Thank you for washing us. Thank you for making us whiter than snow. Thank you for redemption, Lord. Thank you for healing. Thank you for making us a new man tonight. Lord, we will lift this cup with you at the marriage supper of the Lamb. We will declare for all eternity, you are the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world You've done it all. And we thank you, Lord. Tonight we honor you in the cup. We stand amazed, Lord, amazed. That you would give your life for us. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your love, Lord. Your love is not of this world. We honor you, King Jesus. Let's receive the cup tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Praise our God. Praise our God. Are you clean before Him? Are you the redeemed? Come on, let the redeemed of the Lord say so tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What an awesome God He is. It's real. His blood is real. His blood has power. You know that power. I could throw this mic around this room right now and we could testify that you've been transformed you're no longer who you were you're new you're new you've been changed and you're still changing and you're still changeable are you still changeable tonight (laughs) come on are you still changeable (laughs) praise the lord you know The church church is a beautiful, beautiful thing. It's it's an honor to be able to stand on on any stage before God's people, whether it's five people or a thousand people or whatever. It's, It's an honor to look into the eyes of people who have been transformed and come together to worship the Lord. It's Jesus. He's amazing. He's awesome. And I can see him in you. I see the Lord in you. I see him. He's done it all. To God be the glory. Amen. Amen. Praise our God. Well, we're going to transition again. I want you to hug 5 or 6 people. Come on, we're we're huggers at Victory. You got to get over it. <laughs> Come on, hug 5 or 6 people. Go ahead. Make your way back to your seat tonight. Make your way back to your seat. We're going to receive tonight's offering. We're going to give some announcements. And we're going to let you go tonight. Hallelujah. Ooh, hallelujah. Amen. We're going to receive tonight's tithes and offerings. And if as soon as we get seated, if our ushers can help us tonight, if you need an offering envelope tonight, just lift your hand high. Of course, you can give right on our website, VictoryFLA.com. VictoryFLA.com. You can give on our app tonight, our Victory FLA app. If you need an offering envelope for For cash or for check, you can lift your hand high so we can serve you, ushers. Whoever needs an offering envelope, just lift your hand high so that we can serve you tonight. Back there in the back, over here on this side. It's only 8.30. We can all go out and play volleyball. Tonight. <laughs> if you weren't here at the beginning of this service, that means nothing to you at this point. All right. Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity again to give for the advancement of your kingdom for the divine purpose of God to go forth Lord I speak miracles over your people I speak abundance and prosperity over your people Lord we thank you that we're not trying to buy miracles (laughs) we're just simply giving in faith and in obedience and we honor you with the finances that you have given to us to steward it all belongs to you but tonight as we give we loose it with love and we loose it with faith and we pray that miracles will be released to the people of God what whatever belongs to them Lord if there's things that need to be settled lawsuits that need to be settled We declare favor and the judgment to go to your people. In Jesus' name. Every settlement to be completed. Every settlement to be completed. Lord, that your favor hits that. Hallelujah. And the scales of justice weigh to the sons and daughters of God. Lord, if there's those that that have been believing for miracle doors, miracle opportunities, I thank you, Lord, the doors are opening. I speak prosperity to you. I speak you have favor with God. You have favor with man. Hallelujah. You have favor with God. You have favor with man. That the doors are opening. The right relationships, the right connections are coming in. The wrong relationships are leaving. The dangerous relationships are leaving. The right relationships are entering now. Entering through the door. Lord, we speak prosperity. Kingdom connections in Jesus' name. Miracle promotions in Jesus' name. Miracle promotions, Lord, gifts and surprises, bonuses, inheritances released over your people in the name of Jesus. I speak God's prosperity over you. Hallelujah. If you receive that, just say amen. Amen, church. Amen. Go ahead, ushers. I don't know what happened. Kentucky. Amen. Praise God. It's been a beautiful night, hasn't it? It's been rich. Honey, we have a few announcements tonight. I know specifically we want to speak once again concerning Hurricane Ian and what has hit so many, so many lives. And thank God. God for Governor Ron DeSantis. Come on, church. Come on. Him and Casey. They're an amazing team. There is a rebuilding process that is happening all throughout the southwest Florida region, throughout our coast. It's going to be going on for the next several years. We understand that. But um, we have personally been engaged in helping assist lives Uh, Helping to assist families, um, rebuild properties, rebuild lives, rebuild homes. And um, I thank God for the abundance. I mean, really, the generosity of people that has poured into this ministry. You know, God will get it to you if He can get it through you. God will get it to you if He can get it through you. And right now, there is an abundance that is coming through this house, out of the storehouse to people everywhere and I mean it's an abundance it's no small thing it's no small thing and to God be the glory so Bren I want you to say a few words about how they can if concerning where they're at
2: Um, if you are needing some help with hurricane relief you can um, there is a hurricane relief form in at the book table back there and you can fill that out and turn it in either to me or Jenny Morrissey. Jenny, raise your hand up here. And um, and get that to us and we can um, process and potentially help you. If you are still looking or uh, waiting on your insurance and you're not sure, please at least reach out to us and let us know or fill out a form. It's okay if you don't have all the answers yet, but just fill that form out so you can get the process kind of moving forward and we um, before the money is dispersed other places so um, just make sure that you do that either tonight or um, in the next week or two it's really important that you um, fill that out if if you do need any help there Um, also just wanted to make two more announcements the first is this tuesday night is our last tuesday night of the year so um, we for prayer yes our tuesday night prayer night well all right, service, our prayer service. So um, we take off in uh, December for the the holiday season, the holy day season. So if you um, are a person that you just don't like that, then invite people to your home on Tuesday nights and spread the love and spread the joy and give them Christmas presents and make food for them and have a wonderful time and, and pray over them and bless them and let God show up at your house. So, um, but we just want to encourage
0: you. Give me a steak in Jesus' name.
2: <laughs> we just want to encourage you on that. So this Tuesday night is the last one for us of the year, service, the last right. service. Yes. And then um, Christmas Eve, we always have a Christmas Eve service, and it is actually on Saturday night this year, Christmas Eve. Isn't that wonderful? Yes. And so, but it will be different. Last year was a packed Christmas Eve service and it was my favorite one ever. And but this year might top it, so don't miss out. But um, it is a little different. We will we won't be having our 6 p.m. service. What we're going to do is we have a service for Christmas Eve from 5 to 6 p.m. It's miraculous because it's only an hour long. <laughs> so
0: we get to be like most churches on. on kidding
2: that's not no we know it's a busy time but we do want to come together on christmas eve and celebrate as a church family so from 5 to 6 p.m and um it's wonderful so we hope to see you there all right
0: praise god i like saying this all the time saturday nights we're in a real hurry tonight as you can tell The Lord is so good. It's just so thick in here. Can we stand one more time? And let's give the Lord praise. Come on, let's thank Him. Come on, everyone. Everyone. Everyone, thank Him. Thank Him and praise Him. Thank Him. Come on, out of your lips. Come on, just thank the Lord. Come on. Praise the Lord. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, have a miracle week. In the name of the Lord Jesus, the favor of God will envelop you, carry you, take you everywhere. God will give you favor everywhere you go. There will be miracles this week. As you stretch forth your hands, there will be miracles as you speak the word of the Lord. You go in the favor of the Lord. You go in the goodness of God. You are blessed. You are the healed of the Lord. You are the redeemed of the Lord. Hallelujah. You are clean. You are redeemed. You are restored. Guys, you're whiter than snow. Be blessed. Have a miracle week. We love you guys. Good night, everybody. Those of you online, good night. Be blessed.